Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. In this episode, I'm in conversation with IT industry veteran Satyendra Kumar. Kumar shares the humble background that he grew up in and how he got into Delhi University based on his good academic performance. And when having to choose a job, took up a role with a defense agency. And after many years and getting into senior positions, deciding to leave his job and getting into consulting and quality. His early experience in setting up the Tata Business Excellence model for the Tata Group, as well as working with different business units in different domains, giving him a well-rounded perspective. Switching to an IT organization before joining and spending 14 years at Infosys, how learning comes naturally to him, particularly entering into new and challenging environments and how he gains confidence about being able to do anything even amidst uncertainty. He shares his thoughts on scaling and how implementing organization-wide initiatives as well as growing teams has helped. He also talks about his own personal leadership style that has changed over the years, emphasizing more on delegation and trusting the team. Just as we get into talking about his thoughts on Agile and his experience and perspectives, we run out of time for this conversation and more of that in the next episode. Don't miss that and do listen on. Hi, Kumar. Welcome to the Software People Stories. Hi. Hi, Shiva. Very nice seeing you after a long time. I have been waiting for this conversation for a long time, primarily because it has always been an intrigue in my mind. Uh, because we've known each other for a long time, as to how you've been able to navigate across you know, different kind of organizations or different even domains and uh, had that focus. But instead of getting ahead of myself, we'll start with your origin story and how you got, what is the initial background and then your association with IT and maybe from there we can take it on. Yeah, so uh, sure, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it as brief as possible. I come from a, a very humble background. So my father was in government service, so we used to go around here and there, and even uh, got educated in uh, you know, village and uh, very small towns. So having done that, uh, fortunately, maybe uh, something must be good in me that I got into Delhi University because my marks were good in schooling time. So, and that's where I did my BSc honors physics and masters and, and, and also a few years research, but didn't complete it. Thereafter, I got into the job. I still recall uh, the first, I was doing research and I had to quit because of personal reasons. Uh, those years, my father uh, had suddenly fallen um, a heart patient, so I had to pick up. Being the eldest, I had to pick up a job. Oh. So I, so those years, uh, 
I was not groomed up in a sophisticated environment, so I had no clue what I was doing. So I just saw UPSC government jobs appeared for few and got few of them. Uh, at, I still remember that was probably the hardest decision of my life when you have jobs like in uh, uh, metrology department and a nationalized bank and then in defense sector. I had no clue. What should I do? I knew that uh, you know there is some criteria applied that I'm not good at accounting, and I definitely don't wish to be a weatherman. So left was uh, the defense, and I had no idea what am I supposed to do there. So I got into that job, and since then, uh, first uh, many years I worked with the government. Uh, uh, I did reach to uh, you know additional director, director level in Department of Electronic those days, which is presently called uh, Ministry of IT. Um, that was the time when uh, I was aching to do something. Uh, I was restless to do something much more than what I was doing. Um, and in spite of that, I had done many years in the government and everybody uh, said, no, no, you can't go anywhere now. You have to remain in the government uh, having <laughs> spent so many years. And in any case, in a few years time, you get a pension and so on and so forth. So, but uh, uh, I think the desire in me was so high that I came out, I started consulting. Those years, for some reason, I had picked up this quality thing uh, and, uh, and it appealed to me. And thereafter, you know, I started working with companies and I worked for Tata's. I used to report to Ratan Tata for a brief period of time. Uh, and uh, set up the, what is known in Tata as called Tata Quality Management Services. And a, and a part of a team, I did the very groundwork and set it up something called business, Tata Business Excellence Model in Tata. And then uh, there was another itch came that, you know, uh, I think I'm good in consulting. I can consult to people and organizations because in Tata I had access to virtually everybody from Tata Chemicals uh, to, Tata Steel and TCS and so on and so forth. Though I think the government, my experience primarily was around the IT. But Tata's gave me, and partly answering your question, which you began with earlier, that this whole Tata's gave me that experience of understanding different businesses. So I spent a, uh, quite a bit of time there, enjoyed my time there, a few years. And then they each came that, uh, you know, can I do it myself? It's, it's nice to consult nice to audit, nice to tell people. And that's where uh, I joined first company those years, uh, an American company called IMR Global, which presently known as CGI. Um, and from there, I don't know how I got into uh, Infosys and then spent 14 years there. Um, I think that was my uh, green field in some sense that where I learned the tricks of the trade and uh, I would say I enjoyed all that period. So that's how, I, in, in a nutshell, this is what in the last few years, having retired from there, uh, I thought I wouldn't have any work, but uh, work keeps coming, different kind of companies. I do work with five-star hotels. I do work with hospitals. I work with IT companies, et cetera, et cetera. So life goes on. Yeah, wonderful. I can't imagine you retiring anyway. Okay. Uh, so some things about uh, your own transitions. 
we start with that first is uh, from defense to the corporate world what kind yeah. of adjustment was needed or how did you, you know, accept it or how did you get blended i think uh, i can talk about it for hours together because i mentioned to you i'm finishing a book and part of that book one chapter uh, i think learning came to me in life from early days because when you are brought up in schools in villages and towns and i was suddenly thrown to delhi university i didn't know what these guys are and what they talk and they used to talk some books and novels and all that and i had no idea so i was always challenged in my life at different stages and that naturally came to me to learn from that to face it and learn from that so every time uh, well even in the government sector i think uh, i was very lucky that uh, i was given everything i wanted and uh, i with a lot of uh, you know i can say with full lot of confidence that the kind of work i did in department of electronic those days probably i never did it even in the corporate sector so uh, somewhere that facing challenges and here comes the other thing which uh, helped me throughout my life the confidence that early years of appreciation early years of recognitions in life um, gave me a confidence that you can do it you can do anything you want to do and i am a believer that in general in life you may be the greatest of the experts but the world is uncertain markets are uncertain organizations are uncertain and a large part of what we do there goes because we have the confidence because nothing is certain so i think that in me inbuilt in me and when in the corporate world i felt i have done well and uh, a realization that probably i can do i mean there was a time i still remember when the switch happened i in seeps bombay um, i was consulting virtually to every company from silver line to data matics to citibank to gulf computer you name it i mean tata of course tata, you would remember your earlier organization yeah tata baros at that time at that time and then tata unisys tata unisys so even that time i was a consultant to them as well tata unisys uh, so that confidence told me that i need to switch i need to do something more than what i am doing and people were appreciating me and that's how that desire in me uh, though the resistances were very very high i can tell you uh, when in bombay uh, a government has given me a four bedroom apartment at napiency road and a driver in a car and leaving that and going 40 kilometers away if you know bombay to a place called bhayandar with a one bedroom apartment my whole family revolted what is this guy trying to do and but then uh, the desire in me was so strong they all reconciled with time but, uh, that's how these these decisions were tough but i think these were some of the best decisions of my life extending that when you said that from napiency road to bayandar from a large apartment to a smaller one and all that in your career you actually handle scale small to large Yeah. so how has that been first in terms of even being comfortable thinking scale and then deploying 
at scale? Yeah. Yeah, so I think a uh, very good question, uh, Shiva, that when I joined Infosys, early years, when uh, it was around 99, 2000, and company was growing leaps and bounds, uh, you know, 5,000 became 10,000 people, 10 became 20, and, and that's the kind of a, uh, you know, company was growing. So naturally, uh, the founding members where I was designated as head of quality and so on and so forth, uh, everything used to, if any problems, they will call me what went wrong, how it went wrong. So that was one trigger that I have no choice but to figure out how do I ensure that so many people are joining. And fortunately, Infosys had a very good program in Mysore of 12 weeks. So I piggybacked that program for two, three weeks, and they allowed me, besides they teach technology and languages, that let's talk to them processes, let's talk to them, uh, you know, simple work breakdown, let's talk. So that subsequently, there are lesser problems in the system and I get a better bandwidth to do something else. So that the fundamentally proactively trying to deal with situations because they were forced on me, I had no choice, absolutely. So I had to figure out how do we, uh, I had to find out people. You know, that uh, in quality department, nobody wanted to come to quality department. So I had some 10, 15 people when I joined them. Uh, and, and when I left in Pusses in 2014, I had a department of 700 people, okay, globally at wow. different locations, et cetera, et cetera, with all, for all the businesses, okay. But that time, early times, uh, finding people was another big challenge. Uh, so, but I knew this, that there is no way I can handle it unless I have the right people. Uh, and since people were not coming, so two things I did, and this is something I till date, I remember those experiences, that I recruited people from non-IT industry. People uh, who were working in quality with, uh, uh, you know, five, seven years of experience, so age group of about 28, kind of matured guys, we recruited 30 people in the company. And I sent them, management was very kind to me for a six months training on languages and project management to Mysore. No work, Oh, no work, just this training at Mysore. Um, it was a tough, uh, tough convincing uh, those years, uh, you know, Nandan and Chris and Shibulal, but they agreed. Believe me, after the trainings, uh, one third of them left for another IT companies, <laughs> but the rest who remain there till date, I think uh, a lots of people are still there and they run the quality function there. So mm. that was one very good experiment to scale it up. Um, secondly, I persuaded the management uh, that uh, the, the people who want to come to quality function from, but they must be minimum project manager. I never wanted the youngsters there because they don't know how tools uh, and techniques of the, and how to really develop the software. Uh, but they should be given additional uh, weightages for two years stint when they are considered for promotions for the next levels. I could convince them they agreed. Uh, but I think the larger issue was that a realization which took me fairly good amount of time, one or two years, that I was 
a person till then, I felt I'm the best and therefore, unless I see it, it cannot, you know, uh, anybody would do, but I have to see it. Because I didn't believe anybody can do better than, so I have to see it because I didn't believe anybody. And that was a big constraint in me. And I find today, a lot of people get stuck because of that, that they don't think that their juniors can handle it. Uh, everything has to go through them. But at that point of a time, this realization that if I have to do many things in the company, you know, there are so many issues, problems, challenges, and companies growing, then I have to believe in people. There's no other way. I have to handhold them. I have to, uh, accountability is mine. So I think that transition was probably the giving empowerment to people was probably one of the best uh, things I ever did because I could then thereafter build a, a you know, very good team. I, I, I tell you, one, again, an example comes in my mind. Many of my direct reports early years, tendency was they will want to talk to me every evening or every second day because many bosses encourage that. That, uh, you know, what's happening operationally. So they'll call me from wherever, Chennai or Odisha or somewhere. And hey, Kumar, what's going on? And uh, you know, this is what happened. Some stories to to sort of a connect with me, and and many bosses do like it, knowing mm -hmm. operationally. I I used to have this. If the guys knew, I'll handhold them for some time, for a month or two. But I used to tell them very clearly that you have been hired. You're a competent guy to do your job yourself. Take your decisions. Okay, I am with you. You come to me only if you find difficulty in handling it. You will not be able to handle Come to me. I'll help you out. Okay. Otherwise, I'll just review your work either monthly or quarterly. Your goal setting, I've done. So go ahead. And I think this small thing worked wonders in building people. They had to take the decisions. I didn't want to get involved in day-to-day. -day. And somewhere, some of these small things uh, led to larger scalabilities. Uh, imagine my plight uh, that my boss was Dinesh, direct boss, who was a founding member. Mm. But every day, either Nandan is calling me or Murti, Narayan Murti is calling me or Shibu, they had completely different agenda. I can't tell them that, you know, I cannot handle this. There's no way I can do that. Yeah. So, but for scaling, but for finding people whom you can rely on, help them, give them tools. And that's the only way. And I think over a few years of time, when I build those teams, my later part of my career, my wife used to complain to me, uh, not complain pleasantly. She'd say, how come you come back by seven o'clock every day? <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I think, the ultimate for me because of this whole game of building the right team and right people and picking them up, so and so forth. A related question, usually the process function is considered as an enabling function. But working with, I mean, at the risk of stereotyping, the IT folks and their respect for process, how did you address that or how did you handle that or experience it? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the some of the, some of the best things I did in Infosys and I'm very proud of that. That... Uh, because before joining Infosys, I had my clarity because of various models and techniques over many years, I had gone through a much higher. And particularly when I 
worked with a variety of uh, businesses in Tata's from, uh, you know, salt making to steel to flowery culture to, you know, software. Those concepts became how businesses are run, what, uh, you know, what are the challenges of businesses came to me naturally. And I believed honestly that quality functions role. I think somewhere uh, primary role till date, I believe, is not about, uh, you know, smaller issues. About is how do you impact the company for their business? And therefore, how do you look at the larger picture rather than getting into the nuts and bolts? When I go to, to my CEO and CEO tells me that, you know, I'm having problem in a certain business, we, the client is unhappy about it, uh, can you figure it out? I should have that capability to look at. So from the very beginning, some of these things, uh, I, I, I didn't want to submerge in smaller issues. I always, uh, and therefore, sometimes when I ask quality guys, um, some time back I did a workshop for CII, uh, for the senior quality guys, and I asked them a question, how, how many of you have met your CEO in the last six months? You won't believe not a single hand was raised. Oh. Okay. They said, no, he's too high. Mm -hmm. So the issue is most of them, and till date I find that biggest grudge against the quality folks, process folks, is this, that they really don't understand business. Or they get too much enamored by the audit perspective. That is an easy game. Mm -hmm. you know? So everybody loves to audit. Tell somebody else that what's the problem. Okay. So generally businesses hate them. They don't like them. Projects, people who are developing in IT world, they never like the this guy so-called auditor. The quality guy's image is auditor. So when I joined Infosys, I first thing, I had to change that. That was the first thing I took. I remember uh, uh, with the people I had and Infosys had a culture of uh, logging data, day-to-day -day data of weekly level. How much did you spend your time? Data sheets were there, effort sheets were there, even that time. So I did an analysis of my 15, 16 folks who had, and I was surprised that 99% of the time, they were either doing compliance checks or being busy with the audits. Oh. Okay. This is what companies do. I mean, they sit with the project, they find out what's going wrong. Okay. So I set up a goal that in three years, about 70% effort should be in, in, in ensuring that their solutions are found for the problems, not just enabling. Enabling is only one piece of it. Okay. We have to get the, we need to, maybe it's a facilitation job, but we need to ensure the solutions are found. Okay. And, and the 30% could be on compliance and audit savings. So that was one piece, changing the mindset of the quality folks itself. That is the biggest problem because my most of my team virtually went against me those early years. They said, this guy doesn't understand quality. Okay. <laughs> uh, the second issue was that I could convince, it took me two years, the board members, that businesses Unless if I have a goal of 10% throughout my career, Narayan Murthy had one goal for me. And every founding member or the senior member had some goal, five, six goals I used to have. But one goal was productivity improvement by 
Now, you know, this productivity improvement, I'm a process function, quality function. How do I do it? I can, okay, I can design better processes. I can ensure better overseeing of the projects, raising alerts on them, doing a great analysis on the projects, so and so forth. That's the only thing I can do, but that's not sufficient unless the businesses themselves want to improve it. So I had to bring that pressure that a business unit head must have the goal what I have. So if for a particular business unit, I'm supposed to look at a 10% goal of productivity improvement, that business unit head also should have 10%. Mm. Okay. And therefore, over two, three years, in short, board got convinced with my regular presentations. I was not a guy who was easy for even for a board because I could give them data and information. So they would hear me. They said, yeah, he he's right. So let's fix this goal for the all business unit heads. Mm-hmm. So over years, three goals used to be fixed, which I used to prepare for each business unit, depending on their past performance, depending on future expectations, productivity for each business unit, customer satisfaction, and third, the delivered quality. Okay, whichever way you measure, if you measure number of defects, uh, whichever way you want to measure. And and these three goals, the the board had variable pay concept in emphasis, and out of the variable pay, which was fifty percent, thirty percent will come from these quality goals, productivity oh. and quality. Okay. The day that happened, it took two three years to get that done. Businesses used to chase me, okay, that help us, mm-hmm. okay. And naturally, when you start collaborating with each other, you find better solutions, you find better approaches to handle, not, not just on the surface, but you look at why something is happening. And I think those were the breakthroughs. Uh, that's where I could, uh, you know, work very well with the businesses and I got a lot of respect from it. Yeah, that's a great example of, you know, we keep saying for collaboration, one of the essential requirements is shared goals, right? Yeah, it's a very nice example. The other thing that you mentioned about scaling your own team, as well as when you're sharing these goals and so on, in a way, it is letting go of some of the control and then giving them the empowerment. Okay. Uh, in the past, we have had you know, discussions on this approach called Agile, which also stresses on team empowerment and then taking ownership and so on. So we haven't spoken about it for a while. If you can share your perspectives on that and whether anything has changed over the years. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.